Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Doctrine Matters Podcast. I have been out for a while, but I am back and spent the last couple of days last week, or a couple of days last week, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I attended the Southern Baptist Convention, and it was my first convention that I've ever been a part of, and I I could tell you something. We're not going to talk about that here on this episode, but I'll have to tell you that the Southern Baptist Convention, it was a dumpster fire going into it. And despite what some people would say, I still personally believe it's a dumpster fire coming out of it. I think you're going to see a lot of people leave the Southern Baptist Convention. And it's just because there's a a liberal shift that is happening in the convention as a whole from the president down. Uh, we have another president of the Southern Baptist Convention that has preached from his table in his own church uh, that God only whispers about sexual immorality. Now, one of the, the biggest things about the convention was the abuse sexually that has happened in the Southern Baptist Convention, and now we have elected a president that says God only whispers about sexual immorality, but he screams about judgment. So uh, just a, a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of things that have to deal with abortion, a lot of soft language on LGBTQ, uh, not wanting to deal with critical race theory, saying that uh, it's out of order to deal with it. A lot of things that I could talk about when it comes to the Southern Baptist Convention, but I don't want to do that here on this episode. Uh, What I do want to do is talk about something that I was able to do while I was in Nashville. There was this this fellow that I've been following on Facebook for a few weeks now. His name is Scott Horde, and he is there in... Nashville, Tennessee, and he is every day, Monday through Friday, standing outside of the Planned Parenthood right there in Nashville, and he is pleading with mothers not to murder their babies. And Scott has seen, and and the team that is there, has seen almost 300 babies saved as a result of standing outside, loving on mothers, loving on people, sharing the gospel, sharing hope, and offering alternatives other than abortion. So I knew I was going to be in Nashville for the convention a couple of days, so I reached out to Scott and said, hey, I'd love to to come on, on Wednesday, and uh, or excuse me, it was Thursday of last week, and say, man, I'd love to hang out with you. I'd love to see how this all works. I'd love to help you do whatever I can while I'm in town. And he said, sure, absolutely. So on that Thursday at about 8.30, I showed up at Planned Parenthood in Nashville, Tennessee, First time I had ever done anything like this. First time I'd ever been at an abortion mill. It's the first time I've ever even seen a Planned Parenthood other than on TV or online. And I've watched video after video of Jeff Durbin, who is probably one of the heroes of the faith for me, uh, who I also got to meet last week at the convention, who was there to support an abortion bill and some other things that were going on. Uh, But anyway, I've watched Jeff Durbin videos. I've watched those guys at Apologia engage people at the abortion mill. So I've seen it done well. Uh, I've seen it done in other ways. I've seen it done poorly uh, on videos. So I didn't know what to expect. And I showed up 8.30 and kind of started off slow. 
Uh, but when I got there, there was already a young lady in there. And it happened to be a young lady that Scott and a few people that were there the day before encountered. They engaged this young lady. They prayed for this young lady. And she left the clinic. She did not kill her baby that day. Turns out she came back early the next day and she was inside. And Scott had a direct line with her, was texting her back and forth and was pleading with her to come outside and not to not to kill her baby. And man, just hearing that and seeing that firsthand was something that was so surreal to me because I've seen it on videos, I've seen it on TV, and to experience it firsthand, the love that, that Scott and others had for this young lady that was in there potentially killing her baby was just, man, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to see those doors open. It was heartbreaking to see people drive by, flipping us off, yelling at us. It was it was troublesome for me to, to hear a man walking on the other side of the street away from us, calling us every name in the book, telling us how awful we were for standing outside, pleading with women not to murder their babies. It, it just, the feeling came over me. I started thinking about my own kids as we started thinking about this young lady inside potentially killing her own baby. She stayed in there probably two, two and a half close to three hours and she was back and forth with with Scott saying that she wasn't going to do it today turns out when she came out she told us that she took the first pill the pill that essentially starves her baby and poisons her baby at the same time and it was heartbreaking to see uh, as we told her that that's what that pill is doing the Planned Parenthood website will tell you that it stops the growth of the pregnancy but what they don't tell you is your baby is starving to death. It cuts off the nutrients. It doesn't get what it needs to grow. So it's essentially starving to death and being poisoned at the same time. And then they give you two other pills to take 48 hours later that essentially passes the baby from inside of you and into a toilet. And it was devastating to see that this young lady took this pill and then she almost crumpled into herself when she found out her baby was essentially starving to death right that very minute. So we got her on the phone with uh, the, the pill reversal that you can take. If you take it within 24 hours, it can reverse what the, the first pill was doing. So she called those people right then and there and told them she needed it, where to send the prescription. Uh, I followed up with her the next day to see if she was able to take the pill and she said no she didn't have a ride to get to the pharmacy and my heart was broken because that baby more than likely has been passed that baby has died and this young lady tried to use the same thing that most people want to do and and say it's a fetus, and uh, most of the time they don't understand that fetus is a Latin word for offspring, and offspring simply means child. And uh, so they've murdered their child, and they're using the word fetus, not knowing what it means, uh, but making the case for people that don't want to see babies aborted. So they will say that, but a fetus is actually a child, and this child has likely been murdered at the hands of Planned Parenthood and this mother who basically said that she didn't have the money, she didn't have the time, the resources to take care of another child because her car had been repossessed, her her other kid was going to get kicked out of daycare for missing, 
And I'm telling you, it was so heartbreaking. And in the meantime of, of her being in there, more people showed up. I engaged a man that dropped his girlfriend off to kill their baby. And he was on the way back out. I guess he was going to go to the store while she did it or whatever. But he come out and he said, I agree with you guys, but I can't talk to you or I'm going to lose my girlfriend if she sees me talking to you. And I pleaded with him to go inside to get her. And he tried to tell me that she had some sort of health issue. And I said that that doesn't mean that she has to kill her baby um, and different things. And he said, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I just can't lose my girlfriend. And he drove off. He came back. And by that time, there was another man there that had come to pick up his wife or girlfriend or whatever, and they were standing in the parking lot smoking and shaking hands and smiling, and all the while, their babies were inside being killed. And I can't help but think about Proverbs twenty four eleven. This is rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry is nothing but a slaughterhouse. They are murdering babies, whether it's by a pill or ripping them limb from limb and murdering these children. And I can tell you from experience, going just one time, it is heartbreaking. The things you hear, the things you see, the yelling that they yell at you. Uh, about how it's their body, they're going to do what they want to, to leave them alone, and we're begging them to come pray with us and talk with us so we can help them and show them that there's other ways to do things than just go in there and murder their children. And we were loving, we were caring, we were compassionate. We weren't like those people you see on TV who yell obscenities and, and tell them they're going to hell and doing all those things. We offered adoption to many mothers. We offered to take care of them. We offered to take care of their children, to help them with child care. Whatever they needed, we tried to help them so much so they would not have to be alone in this and not have to feel the pressures of life we wanted to do anything we could to help them, but yet here these women went one by one into this building that cared nothing about them, cared nothing about the babies that are inside of them. They were just looking for a quick dollar, and, and the, the moms were looking for a quick fix. That's ultimately all it boiled down to. And there's also here one of the most disgusting things that I've seen is there are escorts at this Planned Parenthood, and I'm sure there's escorts at other Planned Parenthoods, but this woman pulled up, and she was a hateful woman, and she sat down in this chair, and when people would come up, she would basically get them to a parking spot, open up an umbrella, and shield them from us, begging them to come pray with us and come talk with us and not go through those doors. So she protected these mothers, and I told this woman that I wished that she cared about protecting babies as much as she cared about protecting those mothers from people that love them. She looked at me with a hateful look in her eyes, so I just started proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to her. I started teaching to her Romans chapter 1. I, I told her that she knew there was a God, but she is suppressing the truth. She knows there's a God by his creation and invisible attributes, but she has repressed the truth. She has pushed it so far down that she is now seemingly has a seared conscience. And I called her to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And she told me she was right with God. But she couldn't tell me how she was right with God and told me it was none of my business. And I told her that she can only be made right with God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and repentance and faith in him. I explain repentance, I explain faith and how that's a gift from God and that if we do that, we will be rescued, we will be reconciled to God, we will be redeemed. 
and she didn't want to have any part of it. She was hateful. She looked at me with the most evil eyes, and it was the most heartbreaking thing to see what it, what they are called death scorts there. Instead of escorts, they're called death scorts, where they're escorting these women to kill these babies. And I'd just come out of this Southern Baptist Convention where there was a lot of conflict over an abortion resolution and a lot of conflict over uh, calling women to repentance that murder their babies and I had this burden on me. I get there and I'm nervous and I don't know what to do and, and, and I just look around and I see Scott, Pastor Scott is just preaching the gospel to the cars. Their windows are rolled up and they're just begging. He's begging them to leave. He is telling them there's hope in Christ Jesus and these women are getting out of their cars yelling obscenities at him and, and, and us as a matter of fact. And it was just heartbreaking to see and I think about how many people, they would say, we need to stop abortion, we need to end abortion, but people will say we need to end abortion, but never do anything about it. They'll never do anything about it. Many people will say, well, I'm not going to go stand on a sidewalk. But you know what? Even if you're not geared toward going to the sidewalks and pleading with women, you can still give to organizations that have people that do that. Because I can tell you, I've witnessed it with my own eyes, that Scott was able to give Walmart gift cards to mothers. There was a, a mother that was about to have her sixth child honking her horn and giving us the thumbs up and saying, yes, thank y'all for what you're doing. And, and Scott was able to bless her. And that happens from monetary donations through the organization that he's a part of. We can give our money and our resources to these organizations that are out there doing this hard work of trying to end abortion and trying to save the lives of babies. And if we can't give our resources, everyone can pray. I wonder how many people that are saying we need to end abortion are actually praying that abortion would be ended. How many of those people are praying? How many people are giving? How many people are actually doing something about it? Because I tell you, we need more people to do what Scott is doing in Nashville. We need more people to do what Jeff Durbin is doing in Arizona. We need more people to stand on these sidewalks and to be a light in this dark community. And let me tell you, these Planned Parenthoods, they're not going to be in the best part of town. Why? Because that is exactly what Margaret Sanger seen years ago when she began this Planned Parenthood. She saw the black community and said, how can we rid the black community? So she started Planned Parenthoods, and they are the number one leading killer of black babies. So if we want to say black lives matter, we need to be able to say that black baby lives matter as well, and that all black lives matter, and start doing something about these Planned Parenthoods that are stuck in the projects so people can come easily get abortions at a low cost and see more multiple black lives murdered daily. I can tell you from what I've seen just in a half of day that every person but one that went through those doors was black. And I don't say that to make this a race thing. I say this to show what Margaret Sanger years ago wanted, and that's for the black community to, to be gone, to be diminished, to, to, to be rid of this world, and as many as we can get out of here. That was her thought process. That's why these places are not in the best part of town. It's so easy to walk in there and take a pill or lay on a table and have that baby cut out of you. It's so easy. People from Kentucky were coming down. Kentucky, you can't get an abortion in Kentucky, so they come to Tennessee. That's closest is Nashville, so they come and get their abortions there. Scott told me that every Kentucky tag nearly that comes through is a definite kill, that they are definitely going to kill their baby. I had a couple of Kentucky tags, and 
they were not very nice to us when we pleaded with them to not kill their baby. But we need people to do the hard work of standing on street corners. And you say, well, I may get beat up or I may get killed doing that. Well, if we're killed for proclaiming the gospel, then we'd be in good company with the disciples and the early church uh, fathers and all those that were martyrs for the sake of the gospel. This is a huge issue. This is a modern-day holocaust where we are seeing babies die by the thousands every single day. I can tell you that my heart is burdened, and I am looking at starting to get uh, resources together and a team together and some training together for for us to go to an abortion mill in Little Rock, Arkansas, and even over in Memphis, Tennessee, which is just a short drive from us here in Northeast Arkansas, because these are two places within driving distance of my church that people are getting abortions at every single day. And if we sit idly by just letting this happen, then I believe their blood is on our hands. We need to be actively engaged in ending this modern-day holocaust. We need to be actively engaged in ending abortion because these babies' lives matter. And more than even that, the Bible matters, and it tells us to hold back those that are going to the slaughter. It tells us that murder is wrong. It's sin. And we do believe, as a Bible-believing people, that abortion is murder because they are murdering a fetus or you may say offspring or as i like to say a child if you follow the logic through the latin words to the american english words you will see that fetus ultimately means and does mean child children are being murdered and we care about those children we also care about those mothers those fathers those boyfriends whoever the case may be those grandmothers that bring them the aunts the uncles the, whoever brings these women here we care about every one of them that's why we want to give them the hope of Jesus Christ by proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and then following up with them if they choose not to go in there to kill their baby we want to help them we want to be able to offer them things that they need we want to be able to adopt the mother if we need to. We want to be able to adopt the family to help them with medical bills, help them get rides to and from doctor visits. We need to help them get their medicines. We need to help them with anything they need in any way we can. We want to adopt the baby if if we can do that. We want to shower the mother with gifts as far as diapers and wipes and clothes and things like that that they're going to need for the baby. There is so much that we can be doing. And if you can't go to the sidewalks, you can give to those organizations that do these things, and you can definitely pray. I can tell you that my eyes were opened. I've heard the call to end abortion now for several years. There's a constant call out to churches to do something about abortion. And I finally got it in my stomach, the burning in my belly, the desire that I believe is given to me by God to go and make a difference to go and do something, to try to give hope to people to see these babies live. I see babies that were saved in Nashville. I see these babies that are they're sleeping now in their mama's arms. They're grown and going to kindergarten and things like that. And I just think about the work that was put in to stand on those sidewalks in the heat and the cold and the rain and the storms and the winds to beg and plead for mothers not to kill their children. 
So I want you to think about that as this episode begins to wind down. I just wanted to give my just a couple of minutes thoughts about my first trip to an abortion mill. It was my first one, but it won't be my last. And if there's anything you can do to help those that are on the front lines and engaging this modern-day Holocaust, do that. If you can join a team, find one in your area and join that team. If you can give to an organization that is actively doing these things, give money and resources to that, and definitely all of us can pray. Every one of us can pray that this modern-day Holocaust would be ended for the glory of God. If you have any questions, you can email me at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. You can always comment on the YouTube or the Facebook links that are put out. Uh, If you want to know where you would find an abortion clinic in your area, if you want to know more information about what you can do to start a team, whatever you need, reach out to me there. Leave a comment, whatever. But let's end abortion and let's do whatever it takes for the glory of God, for the exaltation of Christ, the building up of one another, and for the greater good of his church. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time, God bless.